You have just been blasted by the shining light of the sun catcher of the Conscious Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep, all about this wild soul journey, mindset, and money. Episode number 22, coming to ya! What's happening? I'm Jude Hotep. I'm the Conscious Money Coach, your sacred Sherpa on this wild soul journey. I help inspired, strong women ignite strength and restore their innate value to increase revenue with joy and indigenous timeline. And this episode is called Far Out Money. And I want to talk to you about victim consciousness. What the hell? Y'all dealing with this? So it's so interesting to look at the little pockets of it where it pops up. And I'm going to tell you a really boring story. (laughs) Just going to warn you. It's about hair. Um, So I had my hair done with this woman. And I was blonde at the time. And and I had this color of blonde. It was, like, amazing. And I had a purple purple peekaboo. And she put it in, like, just the right spot, like, to get somebody to do that is amazing and it was the right color of shade of purple and tone of purple and it's oh it was amazing okay and so for like a year after that I could never get it that way again <laughs> one time and she basically straight up lied to me and said that you know they didn't do high lift color so she put me on bleach and put me on bleach like look at kind of the way that story can go that way or I could say you know I created this scenario where I never use bleach on my hair I just think it's so damaging and don't want to put that on my scalp and whatever it's just my thing I never used bleach when I colored my hair blonde and um and always used high lift color and and so you know I was tired. <laughs> I, at the time, you know, I was um, still like healing from an illness that was pretty severe, gone on for a long number of years and different things in my life. I was just tired. And so I, I you know, as soon as she said that, that, you know, they didn't, she told me they didn't make high lift color anymore. That's literally what she said. So she straight up lied. That's her ethics. That's her for her to deal with. Right. Um, and, and whatever, you know, but for me, I, I like knew that that was complete bullshit when she told me that, but I was just like, I was just tired. I, I was like, I can't call around to 20,000 hair places to find, to talk to 10 people at that one place that even know what the hell I'm talking about that, you know, you know, it's like if you deal with hair and you are a woman, you understand what I'm talking about. Um, and I just didn't have the mental bandwidth to go do that process. And I'd already done a lo- quite a bit of that to find her. And I was just like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like, fuck it. You know, I will try bleach for a year and, um, or at that time, you know, for that until I, you know, had the bandwidth to figure it out and I'll do this. And I was getting these, you know, different colors that I couldn't get with high lift color anyways. And it was just nice. It was nice to have my hair, this color. I just dealt with it. Um, she talked way too much, and I was in the chair for six hours. I had never, like, ever been in the chair past, like, two and a half, three hours. I didn't even know women were doing this. I was like, women are doing this? Like, I need to bring two meals. What's going on here? Like, and she never stopped talking. I'd pull out my book and work, never stopped talking. <laughs> I was like, even say to her, I don't really have 
the bandwidth to communicate with you for six hours today. Um, I brought a book. Nope, wouldn't, wouldn't stop talking. So I created this scenario. I created it. I own it. And what I noticed is that it was just this little pocket, right? It's it's a benign, it's kind of a, you know, it's a silly example, but I love this example because it's so it's so small that we have these everywhere in our lives. That's like these are the these are the examples of the stories that we retell. Every time you go to the hair person, you retell the story again to that hair person. They don't care. They are not interested, and it's a victim story. It really is a victim story that like she lied to me and and, you know, and bleached my hair and then my hair ended up getting damaged and, and I couldn't keep it long and all these things. And, and, and it's like, no, that's not true. The, the, the scenario was, is, is, is I created a scenario where I found a hair person that could do my hair halfway the way I liked it. And, you know, she moved to a new situation. They didn't have the products anymore. I, she told a lie that I had a gut hit immediately knew that that was bullshit. And I just didn't have the mental bandwidth. I was tired to go seeking out something else and getting my hair done felt good. That's something I could do for myself at the time. And that's what, that's, you know, that's what I did for myself to feel, to feel better and to, you know, have a look that made myself feel good. And so, and so that's what really happened. I wasn't a victim of her or the circumstance, you know, and her fib and that whole thing. That's her stuff. That's nothing to do with me. And maybe she's supposed to. I don't know. I don't know her karmic path in life and and whatever is, is you know, the dignity of her timeline and her path in her life. But for me, you know, it's like my gut knew I wasn't a victim of that circumstance. Where do you have these little pockets of stories in your life? Where are you retelling stories that are boring as hell like this? <laughs> like this is boring. Like nobody wants to hear about like obviously we're humans and we, you know, we have our little chit chat and conversations and our lemonade conversations, right? But, you know, but it's like where are you retelling stories about the past that, that, really make you out to be a victim or somebody did you wrong or or you didn't make out okay catch those and revisit those and do a little self-inquiry about how do you really want to play that situation how do you want to create now obviously we differentiate this from acute abuse there's abuse that whatever our soul signed up for in this life to come in and and narcissists and abusive people and neglectful parents and all these things that us human souls experience in this life, you know, it's very different from that, obviously, you know, whatever souls agreed to before this life, you know, that's a conversation between you and your higher self and what have you in spirit, but, and that, you know, that's possibly, you know, a, a time where you really, you couldn't control what happened, and that's that person and what they chose to do, that has nothing to do with you, and you know, I hope that you have good trauma work and, and have done work around that and really got healing and, and can seek out the right healing for that. And and maybe there's just some cleanup and some clean grief to be done with that and doing your brain dump and clearing that stuff out and really decoupling that from from your money creation and from you being a victim of your money because of these circumstances. So circumstances like abuse and narcissists and these types of things separate that out from the other circumstances where it's just small things. You know, I, I, I knew someone that really owned their creation of creating being a single mom with very little money for, you know, 
a 10-year stint, and, and they just owned it. They're like, yeah, I, I created this in my life, and I really decided to stop creating that and kind of, you know, change directions and did this and did that and what have you. And obviously there wasn't deep healing, traumatic things underneath there that was conflated with it, that was coupled with it. So it's like a different circumstance. So if there's real healing you need to do and real trauma work, you know, find find that help in the world and 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 seek that out and do that for yourself and there's so much help out there so if there's financial limitations go ahead and seek out help anywhere and everywhere where you can find it and 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 you know have that conversation with your higher self and with spirit the help will come in and there's all kinds of help out there that that you don't need money for that you'd be surprised as, as if you just try. I had a phone number that took me two years to call because I didn't think that I'd have the money to afford treatment. And the woman took me on barter until I could pay. And then I ended up paying and bartering and, you know, different things. And, and it was just like, wow, like I, I didn't call for two years because of a thought in my brain about money that wasn't even true. It was just a thought. And that's what we do in the conscious money creation, right? We look at our thoughts and we examine how they're not truths. They're sentences in our mind. They're, they're thoughts that we're thinking. And some we might want to keep and some just don't serve us. You know, it's always like, does it serve me? Does it not? Is it creating negative emotion? Is it creating emotion that drives me forward in my life that I, that I want to feel and that helps me create my creations and helps me create more revenue in my business. And these other little experiences, like my hair story, you know, is where are you Where are you having these pockets of victimhood where it's like, oh, this person did this to me or this business deal didn't go right, like they didn't treat me well or, you know, like they did this. You know, where is that happening for you in your life and how can you just own that creation and say, no, like, you know, I created this scenario and I know it seems super far out if you've never taken this on before and really tried this on. So my first recommendation is to experiment with it. Find the pockets where these stories exist for you and and just experiment with taking it full ownership for it, taking full-on responsibility like, yeah, like I actually created this as if you were in a video game or something and, and you could create the whole world, the set and the setting, the walls, the... The, the rooms or the outdoor locations or the world itself and and you are you know creating a scenario and you decided to create this this little minor victimhood scenario you know you wanted to see how that was like and play that out and and see what that what happened for you in that and really take it on take full ownership of it try it out experiment with how that feels to own it because when you can own it you can let the power of it over you dissipate and let the authority of it over you that it's even a story in your brain that you care about anymore it just surrenders it releases you from the story releases you from having to go to your next hair person telling them this old boring ass story that nobody cares about (laughs) then you don't even care about but it was just in there and it wasn't examined and it wasn't, you know, there, there wasn't the self-inquiry to go, oh, like, wow, there's this little pocket of victimhood here. Like, gosh, no, I'm going to own this and totally release this. Like, this is so not important in my life and my hair is beautiful and I find amazing hair people. And when I don't, I just don't go back to them. And then I keep asking around and searching out other amazing hair people and it's like it's really simple you know this 
thing that felt like a big deal at the time, you know, became really simple because I just owned it. And I was just like, no, like, you know, her stuff is her stuff. And I stayed with her and I bleached my hair for a year and I let it be. And I was just tired. I'm okay with not judging myself for ruining my freaking hair that used to be so long and I loved it. And, you know, and, and just yeah like I I was tired I'm okay with I don't judge myself for it and so a lot oftentimes there's a lot of self-judgment underneath when we take ownership we have to look at how much we're judging ourselves for you know for whatever circumstance it was and if it's bigger and it's not as minor just really look at that and see where you can take ownership what parts of it can you release what, what maybe you can take ownership of a portion of it and, and every little piece of that that you can take ownership for is a piece that you release yourself from. And it's so powerful. And it gives you more self-agency back. And it gives you more sovereignty back. And it gives you more self-empowered money creation, mental space back. All these little places and pockets in the back of our mind, when we bring them to the foreground, we release ourselves from the space they took up. And, and we unleash more creation power in our business where we have more ideas and more solution focus. We just feel more free throughout the day and in our schedules and our life. And we step out of the boxes that we've been putting ourselves in with our schedules and our timing and our business timeline and how things have to be done. And we just release all that. And all of this can seem so far out. So how can you bring it in? How can you take a little piece of it and implement it in your day today and in your week this week? How can you try this, this on and try this ownership on? Take ownership for these little pockets of victimhood everywhere. You know, you don't have to be the victim of a drive-by bleacher. <laughs> You know, you don't have to be the victim of these areas, you know, or the, the, you know, the waitress in the restaurant, like, got your food wrong and you never spoke up, you know. It's like, my God, I would go out to eat with my family and, like, I'd ask for extra cheese. And, like, at that time, I, I, I like cheese, so I ate a lot of cheese. And I was like, no, I want a cup of cheese. Like, like can you, like, we're eating salad here. It doesn't have much taste to it. Like, can I have the cup of cheese so it'll have some flavor? And, like, they dropped me these little ramekins. So after four little ramekins, I'm like, you know, I I was clear the first time. But, like, no, I really want, like, if you need me to pay extra, but can you bring me, like, this much cheese? Like, you know, motioning, gesturing, even though I did that the first time. But my family would flip out. Like, have this big issue with me asking for what I desired. I'm not being rude. (laughs) You know, I just, this is what I want. I will pay for it. Can you please get it? this is what you do (laughs) like so it's just like these types of circumstances where it's like I'm not the victim of my family I'm not the victim of this waitress that doesn't understand and has some sort of preset notion of what people mean by can I have some extra cheese when even when they gesture like no this much (laughs) like I would do that with oatmeal and my coffee I'd be like no I really want this much on the cup like look at my fingers look at how many how much and they would just give me this tiny amount I'm like okay do you see my hands (laughs) like have to point it out because they're so on autopilot you know but I'm not the victim of it I just had to speak up and be more clear and kind of engage them and make it humorous, you know, and just like get, 
you know, it's just like that was how I had to ask for the product. You know, it's just like these little tiny examples. But where is this showing up in your life? Maybe in some medium ways, maybe in some larger ways, but you're ready to let go and release. Maybe do a brain dump, all your thoughts down on the page about it. All the thoughts, just put them all out on the page. And then let the emotions come up and see if you can release them. You know, if grief comes up, let it flow out. When things are untangled in your mind, grief is really pure. And it flows through you and it comes out. And it's a beautiful process. Um, you know, fears and and reservations and, and challenging doubts and 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 regrets and and self-worth unworthy feelings they all can be released in such a pure way in such um a natural way when you allow those emotions to come up when you detangle that as far as the tangling you know that's what we do in coaching the conscious money creation and if you want to take this work deeper i'd love to connect with you on that i take very um few people into my coaching program but you know you can do a brain dump today and get all your thoughts out on the page and see what your mind's up to and just really look at how those are just thoughts they're not facts and you can take ownership if you can't take ownership of the whole circumstance try taking ownership of a piece of it how did you create it so it can release it, it you from itself you know, it's become an entity, sort of. And, and and how can you release yourself from this story, from this circumstance that, you know, and, and just say, you know, I created this. Ah, I'm good. I don't want to keep recreating it in my present, in my mind, <laughs> right? So I'm going to leave you with that food for thought. And I really hope this serves you. I appreciate you listening, sending you so much love. You've been listening to the Conscious Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep. If you want to apply this work where deep progress and profound change happens in your life and business, if you want to love your life and take this work deeper, pop over to lifecoachjude.com, nourish your soul with a free coaching session, and we'll discuss if working together is in the highest for us both. That's lifecoachjude.com.